The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Join us once again in the Shed as we continue our Dresden Files Accelerated Adventure. Our party has the voodoo practitioner in custody. They're sure to want some kind of information from her. What will their tactics involve? Listen in and enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on Facebook, iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, and a bunch of other places. Just search us out on Google or Bing at Adventures from the Shed, and you'll find us. We're going to get back into our Dresden Files Accelerated Adventure. After we go around the table and say hi, we'll start with... Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. I'm playing Mora Dasam in this adventure, our resident monster hunter slash, I don't know, bully, I guess. That'll oh, work. She's kind right. of a bully, yeah. At least she's pushy. Very pushy. Yeah. She knows what she likes. JJ here. I'll be playing Cletus Fitzhammer, the warden of the White Council and uh, enforcer of mortal law. Awesome. This is Kurt. I will be playing Jamie Anderson. He is a member of one of the oldest families in the upstate of South Carolina, but he has, uh, to some degree, removed himself from that and uh, prefers to spend his time out in the woods hunting things. This is Chris. I'm playing Victor Bartok, Knight of the Cross and White Court Virgin, who may have crossed the line last session. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he crossed the line, cut off a hand, and slapped the line with it. Yeah, that's cool. And I am Joe. I am the Game Master for this Dresden Files Accelerated campaign that we are on. Um, We are now, I guess this would, I'm not sure the number. We are several, many episodes now into our campaign. And we have gone through uh, our first actual adventure. We started this um, recording of the Dresden Files Accelerated with learning our characters, learning how to create the characters, learning some of the rules, and we continue to learn as we go. We're spending very little time investigating the rule set when we're not playing, and we are going to continue that, uh, that approach. We're going to make sure that we don't know everything as we start each session. And as we do our recording, um, on, uh, not on a frequent basis, we don't play weekly, we, we, we record once uh, a month or so. It has been for us three, four weeks? Three yeah. weeks. Hey, three weeks since our last one. Uh, and so we're doing a little bit of catch-up as we go. In that vein, who would like to start off a little bit of recap of our last session? Um, sure. So um, I'm going to recap like the whole storyline, uh, sort of speak. Uh, if you like. Um, just and then someone a, else can do the last session. Yeah, well, I want, I want to do the clip notes of the storyline. Yeah, so, go for it. Um, Cletus received a message and uh, gathered up some of the supernatural entities that exist within the upstate South Carolina. Um, he, found, he found out recently that uh, the White Council did not send that message. So there's some hinkiness going on there. Hinkiness? Hinkiness. I like that. Um, is that just made up or is that... No, that's an actual word. Okay. Um, I don't, not I, to I be gotta, concluded. I got to look now because I don't believe be everything you say anymore. Yeah, that's true. Go on. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but we dealt with a warlock in a abandoned grocery store, soon to be Gold's Gym. And uh, we took that warlock to a pump house in the mountains 
and uh, proceeded to question and or torture her for information. And There was no or about it. Like, it was and. Yeah, question and torture. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And it depends uh, on whether it's a Republican presidency or not. That's true. <laughs> How we define it. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Uh. <clears throat> so, yeah, she, she is currently passed out. And, like I said, I just want to give a brief overview of the... Wait, wait, you, we smacked her with her own hand. Yeah, that, well, that, that, that was the brief overview. But let's that, get specific on what leads us to where we start today in this session. I think all that really matters from the last episode is that Father Bartok over here cut off her hand and then smacked her with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then threatened to cut off bigger pieces. So as part of that, because that's really one of the catalysts for her, her actually talking... Um, she was in this circle of the Ring of Truth, I'll call it, that um, Cletus had put together. So you could detect whether she was lying or not. And uh, after she had her hand cut off and screamed for 37 seconds, uh, and then sobbed and what have you after, um, she was slapped with, with said hand, and questions <laughs> were asked. Who remembers what was asked and what she volunteered? I shouldn't say volunteered. What she was coerced into. Um, we found out, like I said, that the, the message was not sent by the White Council. We found out that um, the simulacrums that she had of, I believe, uh, Mora and Father Bartok. Did you say, si- hold on. Simulacrums. 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 Why can't you just say dolls or voodoo, voodoo dolls? dolls? Yeah. Simulacrums would be correct. Yeah. All right. Just his pronunciation was a little. I'm going back to my doodling. <laughs> it's tomato, tomato. <laughs> but if you asked her what they were, she would have said doodle, doodle dolls. dolls. Yeah. Or right. I apologize. <laughs> You're gonna Dude. Hey. choke on there. The He's just trying to get the there. use of simulacrum out there. It hasn't you know, been up you the know, charts. You know what this is? It was you, Kurt, earlier <laughs> asking if people in Europe were learning English from us. So JJ wants to give them a good vocabulary. <laughs> That's right. to exactly. With. That's right. I mean, if you're going to learn bleeding rectum, you should also learn <laughs> simulacrum because <laughs> it, it, it rhymes, right? Uh, but you were saying um, you learned so we learned that uh, she did have some voodoo dolls of (laughs) our characters (laughs) yeah yeah. Mickey's like yo don't make me feel so dumb (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) this podcast may be explicit (laughs) we made it six minutes Um, Uh, is that a new record I don't know but no it's it's you know we learned about Bruce um they, I think that she sowed a little bit of discord in, um, you know, in the party by alluding to the fact that Cletus may be working with Bruce. Mm-hmm. And that's at least that's what it kind of seemed like. Remind everyone who Bruce is, or Bruce, what we know about Bruce. Uh, we don't know much about Bruce, and that's actually something that my character is going to discuss with you guys here in a minute. So uh, technically, what you've heard so far was that. Um, Champagne Horace, who was the voodoo practitioner, she stripper said by, that she was, by night. <laughs> she was working for she. No, not no. this woman. <laughs> the chair you put her on was straining. Um, Jeez. She uh, she had said uh, under you know penalty Arrest. of hand um, <laughs> that she she was. Someone asked, I think, who she was working for, and it was Bruce Flair. Yeah. Didn't she? Well, it was inferred that Bruce is not won't stand for this. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Right. That's right. And he's You'll never. I'm going to refer she to him as Bruce said, Almighty for the rest of the game. His, na- his, his name though is Bruce Flair. Ah. Just so you know. Oh, like Rick, Rick, Rick Flair. Woo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> 
But it's spelled with a seven. She also talk about the necklace and how you have the power now. Yeah. Pointing to Kurt's character. Yeah, I've got the bone, yeah. In- her bone necklace. Indicating with her stubby thump. Wait. Thump? So we Stump. also need to investigate that, further investigate the necklace. Yeah, she's borrowing power from him. He's a sorcerer, supposedly. Yeah, I, I believe the term was a booster seat. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice. He's the benefactor. Um, and then you soul-gazed her. And then I soul-gazed her. And I found mm-hmm. out that there is a greater game being played. She's and, but uh, a pawn. That, that will also be discussed once we get into the game. All right, and that really brings us to where we were at the end of the last episode. She right. had passed out due to exhaustion, blood loss, and probably pain. Shock. And, uh, under duress shock. Shock is probably a big part of it. Um, and the four characters were off to the side. And talking about what was to come next. Uh, there was mention about how to research or who, who was going to research what. If I remember right, Jamie was going to look into Champagne because she was from the upstate so that she probably, his family at least, could probably find, uh, have some information about her yes. or his contacts. Um, Although upon further thought, yeah. Jamie's more concerned about whether we're in any danger from the White Council or anyone else for what we've done to mm-hmm. her. So that'd be my question to you all, particularly to Cletus, is like, are we, are we cool with yeah. this? Or? Now, now I, no. will, I, I will say overall, the White Council doesn't, probably doesn't give a damn because you didn't use magic. Yep. And they denied that they sent us to yeah. the store. In the all place. their laws are laws of magic. You guys didn't use magic. You chopped off her hand, you slapped her in the face with it, um, and you just pushed her. So it, there was no magic there that that did anything the only magic was a filter on what she said uh whether it was true or not it didn't stop her from saying anything or force her to say anything so the white council doesn't care what magicians do nope. as long as, as they're long not as using they, magic and th- in this case magic. i would i would say um at least for the purposes of our adventure here right now that it would be considered a purely mortal affair Yep. has nothing to do with magic, has nothing to do with mm. whatever. Now, she's bad, but they already have a warden on it. So, done. That's it, it, her is the problem. She is the problem, not you guys. It's a mortal and That said, we probably should not have done that. Because the choices with we the- make affect our souls. Yep. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm mortal and I do have a soul. Right? Supposedly. Mm. Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Mora's okay with pushing boundaries. Like, she would have just wailed on her until she finally talked. But cutting off her hand may have gone a little too far. After you threatened her with her tooth and it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to put I my mean, foot up her ass. Yeah, you were going to maybe collect more teeth. Yeah. Like, yeah. That one was lonely and wanted others. Um, yeah, so go ahead. How, how do you guys want to go about so this So, in next? that vein, now that you know, she's passed out mm-hmm. and... I'm I'm actually going to discuss with Mora. So we're all in a group, so you guys can all hear this. But I actually want to jump into character real quick, and I'm going to talk to Mora. I was like, so how exactly do you know this crazy guy? I hunted him for a while. I heard he was uh, there was a vampire in the area. I checked him out. There was a scuffle. But he showed that he wasn't on the side of the bad guys. He showed he wasn't a monster. Correct. Well, he, not an evil. We, we now have evidence against that. I, now, vampire. I understand you have 
a demon that you live with, and it's inside you, and you're always warring against it. Is, but that wasn't acceptable. You need to control your demon better. Don't tell him what to do. <laughs> That's father. There are monsters inside all of us, and sometimes you have to let it out of the cage a little bit. Now I put it back in the cage. <laughs> no monsters problem. away. I haven't, no killed, problem. I haven't yeah. killed any innocents. Yeah. I haven't harmed any innocent people. And Ooh. she is still alive. For now. For now. But you just threatened be, her. Just because you told her she's dead already. Just yeah. because her life was forfeit does not mean that she needs to go in anguish. I got information. Again. You did. And I disagree with your methods. Uh, all right. Point taken. Just how, how were those green beans? They were, they were good. They were all right. Yeah. The Twinkie was better. Yeah. Different kind of hunger. What's uh, what's Jamie thinking as all this goes on, or, or saying for that matter? Yeah, he uh, he, he thinks this is a little hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's used to hanging out by himself in the woods. Yeah, sitting hunting deer and P- playing poker with squirrels. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm more on the Bambi side of things. So. <laughs> now, on the one hand, you'll just shoot wait. Bambi's yeah, mother. You though. just wait until your yeah. mom dies. I mean, uh, you're done. <laughs> you know, she was clearly evil, and she, you know. We had to do something. Yeah, I got a little I'm personal. She's stabbing a doll with me on it, you know. I understand. That's another point. <clears throat> and I'm not ganging up on on father here, but I'm definitely a little wary, mm. a little yeah. nervous because I got crazy woman over here and maybe crazy vampire over here, yeah. and I don't know what to make of this one. Fair Lead enough. Us. Yeah, I would definitely be more wary around you, around um, Kurt. What's your character's name? Victor. Victor. Bartok. Victor. Bartok. Vicky. I would be a little. Father I would Vicky. be a little more wary around Father Vicky, right. you know, and I would definitely be thinking twice around following you blindly. But yeah, I feel like yeah, it's like right. it's like yeah. early Goodfellas Joe Pesci right here. Like, oh yeah, either way. Yeah, it could go either okay. way. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So like, I've gotten an. I've always had a measure of respect for Victor, but now I'm like a, just a little more on edge. Like I wouldn't. Go first. I'd want to be behind you, not in front gotcha. of you. Although, he, uh-huh. like when he did that, he wasn't like getting off on it. It was pure business. Yeah, like, it was, he was all cold business. about it. Yeah. Even but scary. but by the end of it, um, it was apparent that his hunger was pushing him further. And, and you did that was feed part on of her. the fate. Well, yeah, because well, yeah, I was yeah. injured, and like, all right, yeah. I'll take it. And that was for me. It, I can't remember if we listened to it there or not, but it was part of the uh, fate point. Yeah, where right, we exchanged the fate point. I could have so went that, over. Yeah, yeah you were you were on the edge. Yes, you're, you're <laughs> which is where I want to put pushing it. too yeah, far. Right, right. Yeah. And I think if you had switched over to monster side and had like actually gotten pleasure out of it, then oh, right. I think the rest of us would have been like, all right, he's far gone, and we yeah, would have yeah, taken yeah. you out. Right. But you didn't go there. So yeah, we might cool. have started today with a new character. <laughs> but um, are you satisfied with that? I am not, but it will have to do. Hey, you guys call. He wears polo shirts tucked yeah. into his pants. I mean, he's we, a fucking yeah. dork. Yeah, so. polo shorts tucked into pants without a belt, though. Right, right. Oh Here my god, that's the worst. Chopped off your head. <laughs> All right, we just learned. So we can't limit. talk. Can't talk yeah. anymore. <laughs> so we, we just learned Chris's limit on this episode. Polo shirt tucked right. into pants oh, that with is no, no belt. belt. It'd be worse um, if it was jorts. So, but anyway, so I would say as a result of this yeah. whole, just for what it's worth, as a result of this. I'm not anti-Cletus, but I don't. I haven't connected with you yet. So oh, yeah. 
and I'm a little yeah. So, he's like, like, so by default, <laughs> I feel a little closer well, to okay. Mora, who is also the more mortal because mm-hmm. he's got issues and he's got issues. Yeah, I feel like we're both <laughs> like real people. But the yeah. thing is, though. <laughs> You and I have shared a soul gaze. That's true. You know who I am. That's true. But well, does he understand? He knows, no, no. You know who I am. But he does knows he what the one thing you shared with him. Unfortunately, soul gaze in the game does it, not it, equal. It, it's not. It's not it's what, not what it is. In, right. Yeah. In the, so in the he books. and he gets to interpret what you shared with exactly. him. Exactly. Like it's how do you truth, interpret that? It, it's not a total truth. It's a one what one sentence, two sentence truth. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is important, but it's not character defining for me yet. If I got two more pieces, I, I could put them together yeah. and triangle. The one I got from you was pretty big, though. Yeah, gave me a decent chunk of how you are. Well, regardless, Jamie feels uh, a little more akin uh, with Mora because I feel like we're both mortals in this world, whereas I feel like you know he's got this monster side and he's got this magic side. Yeah, but uh, you're—I was born this way. You're definitely yeah. not. Well, you were anywhere close to being mortal know. either. He really? is mortal. No, he he he, he will no longer age. As a result of his mantle. However, uh, I didn't know that. however, when it comes to the actuality of the game rules, Jamie and Mora are mortal. They started off mortal. Right. Yeah. Well, in my, in my mind, right. So I'm gonna, in my mind, the Earl King's Hunter yeah. is a recent thing. Yeah. So my memory is much, much more mortal with maybe this little bit of supernatural. Right. Yeah, whereas yeah. I view you guys as, of, you two as of the supernatural world. And even you, a little bit more than me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm old enough that I should have already slipped off the mortal coil. And um, I've got a respect for the supernatural because I've seen what they can do. And I've just armed myself with whatever I could get my hands on to <coughs> a, try to fight them. grudging respect. If you like guns and I like guns. No, I'll so blow, blow the shit out. out of anything. <laughs> 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 blow the shit out of anything. Um, uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, I think now that that discrepancy is out of the way, I would... You mean hand. It's understandable. Just... I, I, would, I would make a request that you try to better leash your dinner. Show a little more restraint next time. Um, that being said, if what the warlock said was true, and we know it is, then... The message that was sent to me was sent through secure channels, and we need I need to find out how that happened. Now, for my clarification, when you say warlock, you're talking about the voodoo practitioner. Yep. Okay. Champagne. So Champagne. I, just, I just want to be sure. Yes. Can that... I don't know. That should what the wording be, be quote-unquote, hackable. Yeah, can that be a hijacked, you know? Can, that, uh, can someone just send you a message and just say, hey, it's got this, you know... They spoofed, <laughs> yeah. The address. Yeah. Either, either the what you say about the White Council, um, your suspicions that it might not be a little bit more black, is true, or someone managed to intercept a message and change it right. in in route, or they sent it with you know that you know, or it was wholly the, manufactured. Right, I don't yeah. know. Right. So we got three options. So JJ, do you remember if Marcus was? The uh, captain of the wardens, or just someone you knew? I'm trying to remember. Marcus. Marcus was the one that sent you the message. Um, Marcus is not captain of the wardens because okay. that's still Lucio. So then it was your mentor, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, that's okay. right. Or maybe the, the, my direct superior. So the reason you trusted it initially was it bore Marcus's mark. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's that's why he trusted it originally. Okay. So it's up to you to determine then. Could yeah, I wasn't aware forged? there was somebody's name yeah. attached. I thought it was just like white console yeah. stamp yeah. on it. So, so now I, you need to investigate whether it was actually Marcus or was it someone impersonating well, Marcus? Or? Either the, the options are like, someone impersonating Marcus, so it's a wholly fabricated, or Marcus actually sent me a message and they just changed the message. Um, you know, because that that seems more achievable that marcus was trying to get in touch with me and that they just changed the message or marcus is bad or, or marcus, marcus is bad that's the third option and i think you had or, shared it while we were doing it but when you checked with the white council to find out why they had sent you on the mission mission or something like that correct. they said we didn't exactly but that could be yeah. a lie possibly that could also be a right. lie from the, the person with whom you spoke with however so i don't i don't believe that that's the, idea. the White Council could be that far gone. Okay. Especially given all that's already happened with the Red Court and everything else. So we need to, maybe option one is see what's up with Marcus. That is, that is one route, as one thread I would like to tug upon. We also have the information about the Bruce's phone number. We're supposed to call with, even though it's a lie, say Bill Smith called. Bill, the bill part was a lie. The Smith part rang true, but I don't know if we want to even touch that. Agent Smith. I just yeah. thought of that. It, it is... It's, Mr. Anderson. It is an a avenue that we can explore with relatively minor um, cost involved. I mean, we have a number for Bruce, so we could maybe have you ping it, ping the GPS. I don't know. You guys can try to do something with that. Since I'm Jamie with Anderson, your, uh, we should have Mr. Law enforcement contacts. Agent Smith. Yeah, that's what I thought about it. Yeah. Um, all right, so now let's take it. Uh, I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and I want you guys in, in as a group to answer so that we know where we're going next. First, definitively, what are you doing with Champagne? Oh, Before uh, you leave the area, she will be X. What is X? X will be executed. Yeah. I, I have the ability, I'm, mm-hmm. according to the rule book, that I am allowed to be judge, jury, and executioner. She had to cut her head off. Yep. Okay. I anybody will not anybody be else? <laughs> so, and, and <clears throat> with that, what I would like to do, JJ, if you can reference the page sure. that that information is on, because I'm still trying to share with the audience yep. what we're doing and why we're doing it. But that, I'm guessing that's part of the mantle of Warden, right? Yep. Okay, um, but if we can share that and maybe read one line, if it's more than one line, you know, summarize. But um, so I want to know how you announce that to the group and uh, how people react to it. And then the second question, which we can get while JJ's looking that up, is um, the second question will be who is doing what as you leave, right? So are, is everybody going to be splitting up? Are people going to hang together to try and figure something out? And that's going to give me the information I need to, to put together the, um, the research that you guys need. So on page 78 in the okay. Seven Laws of Magic, uh, yeah. uh, about halfway down the page, it says, As the Council's military arm, the Wardens, page 34, are entrusted with the enforcement of the magical laws and are authorized to act as judge, jury, and executioner. Um, so basically the white council trusts me enough that they elevated me to warden and that like there, there is a process to that. Um, now if they, if I somehow act outside of that, they can strip me of my wardenhood. So what I'd like to hear from Cletus is what 
this is something that I think about from the, the Dresden verse is when you confront her before you kill her, you tell her what she's done wrong mm-hmm. and then take care of it. Yep. Okay. So when that happens, that's what I'd like to hear. So um, like, so now how is everyone now? I guess next question. Are you going to tell anyone before you just go? Uh, well, you have a hammer before you go crush her head. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can't chop her head off with a hammer. Um, are you going to tell anyone and how does that work? Let's play it out. So the, um, and within the group, I, th- I do believe that I mentioned that her life was already forfeit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was cutting her hand off, you said she's dead already. Yeah. yeah. So, But we don't have any... Do you have proof that it was her who animated those zombies? Yeah, with the device, the talisman. You have... And, and I would go to this point. You have proof enough for a warden of the White Council, for sure. Fair enough. Whether it be proof for anyone else, it's definitely well, it's proof for so, She, she may have not have animated them, but she did control them. For sure. She willingly used black magic. Yeah. It All was right. her bone amulet with the same, actually, I think it was Mora that noticed the mark on their foreheads, mm-hmm. and it matched up, and when the amulet was crushed, they were deanimated. All right, Can I I'll ask a quick it. sidebar question? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Since, uh, I, since, as you know, I read the first Dresden File book, is, a ward, is the guy who was... Trying to chasing Harry in the yeah. first book. Yeah, Mor- Morgan. Yes. Mor- is yes. he a warden? He's yes. a warden. So would would Champagne have again? This is an offline question. If she wanted to, and I'm not saying she would in this case, would she be able to say essentially, "No, I want a trial before the council" or anything like that? Is there any out? Or is there just- is no out. Well, um, once a warden has determined uh, bad has happened, they, as JJ just read, they can be judge, jury, and executioner on their own. They have the authority. They've been given that authority. Although, actually, another thing I'd like to see... that book, I feel like a few times Morgan is like, nope, you're guilty, and then Harry does something where he's like, "Um, no, I'm good for a while. It's because Harry's a special case in that he has the Doom of Damocles. So because of that, the White Council has given him a stay. So Morgan can't supersede that stay. Gotcha. He's on proof. probation and Morgan is his probation officer. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's cool. what it, that was a little uh, sidebar. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Um, the other thing I'd like to see is uh, you should put on the gray cloak before you do it. Okay. I mean, it's that makes special. sense, right? Yeah. You're executing the, as yep. a warden. So, What's the gray cloak? The gray, gray I'll cloak. let JK, JK. JK. Yeah, you you go ahead, JK. <laughs> JK just, rallying over just, here. No, just kidding. <laughs> Don't do um, that. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead and, and we'll finish a conversation of what's going to happen and then give a description of how, how it looks. So um, the, I, I don't actually have the cloak on me, so I'm not. I, I, I just caused a pause because my mouth just dropped. Kurt Good. is using the Guinness bottle opener that JJ and Mickey brought back from Ireland is the first time it has been used on the podcast. Well Woo-hoo. done, Kurt. Woo-hoo. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I don't know where I would have pulled the cloak out of, but I will pull it out, out of my of ass. ass currently. <laughs> okay, that's um, sure. Uh, that's a good storage. My ass is a portable hole. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, a ba- it's a bag of holding. <laughs> yes. The bag uh, of holding actually is, is a little bit um, to the side of my ass. But <laughs> <laughs> is it it's next to your taint. It's <laughs> yeah, a colostomy bag of holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my! You never have to empty it. Crap, even. Nice. So, JJ, you go ahead and grab a... So, yeah. I pull on my, my gray cloak, and yeah. um, if if I, I'm assuming that's going to cause like some questions, like Maybe. concern looks. <laughs> yeah, you just bent over and pull a cloak <laughs> on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant the cloak itself, not the action. Yes. Um, yes, I would certainly be like, huh? A what? So, this cloak is a... It's, it's a 
it's a mark of my status within the wizarding world. This indicates that I am a warden, and as such, much like the judge wears their robes when they pass sentence, so must I. And with that, I will go to her unconscious body and smash her head in. Dude. So you just grab your big silver hammer? Yep, I grab my big silver hammer, and um, I don't, I'm not worried about the death curse because uh, that was well, one she's thing. Out. She's, she's out as well as um, the hand that emits energy. So there's the, there, there's the side of your body that receives energy and the side of the body that emits energy. Uh, Chris actually, or sorry, Victor actually chopped off the side that emits energy. Chopped so off right without hand. this is a Dresden verse thing that I'm not sure is in the rules, but I think it's a cool thing. Yeah, energy comes in on the left side, goes out on the right. Um, so without massive retraining, mm-hmm. she would not be able to cast spells without her Plus, hand. She probably isn't a wizard, so she might. She not probably have a isn't death a wizard. She, she might not even know what a death curse, curse is. Yeah. Well, she would know what it is. She wouldn't want yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and with that, I will. Um, she's still in the creek bed, and I will. I will. I will smash her head between a rock and a hard thing. So um, you guys witness this and reactions at all. I'm just looking at him to see what, how his reaction is. Yeah. Um, so blood and brains splatter up, and they hit the cloak, and the cloak shows none of it. Yeah. The cloak it just absorbs out. all this of Teflon. it. Are you like the Teflon Don? <laughs> doesn't it doesn't wash off. The cloak literally absorbs it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> all right. I'm assuming the White Council needs to come by and sanitize this location. No. Um... I, I will. I will begin the process now of uh, removing her as evidence. What are you going to do? I'm going to deconstruct her. You toss the hand into her lap, then. <laughs> uh, give her a hand, Chris. And with what that, um, yeah. I, her, I, I've been thinking hand. about what kind of magic I want to specialize in. Okay. And I want to specialize in electricity and magnetism. Oh my. So are you um, going to fry her in the stream? I am not going to fry her. I'm actually going to cause the chemical bonds that hold her cells together to begin to weaken, and she'll just slowly turn into a gelatinous thing and wash away with the stream. I guess I could buy that. I'm just going to weaken Yeah, the- yeah and we're going to let this one go with no roll or anything because nobody's coming around here anytime yeah. soon. That was the whole reason Jamie picked this spot. Nobody hangs out here. Yeah, this is out yeah. there. I'm just, so there's no reason to overcomplicate it. That yes, that I'm I'm expediting the rate of decomposition. Yeah. Although technically, uh, Father Vicky has her fingerprints on his fingerprints, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But he threw the hand back in. in oh, with he the did. Body, but yeah. her hand touched his hand. That's true. That's we're all good. <laughs> you just need to shower. Yeah, you just need to wash <laughs> vigorously. Which, shower in yeah, the river. It, that's not a Russian custom, so. <laughs> well, actually, I, I guess in a river might be yeah. thinking of the stereotypical stupid star. So where where off to next? That was my next question. You got you got well. You well, guys have witnessed this. You all had ideas of what you might want to research next. How are you going to approach your next steps? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to remember. Sorry to cut you off, but we had okay. talked about me maybe researching champagne. But what yep. are we hoping to get by doing that? Look at her family history. I think. One thing, as I will say, as far as 
our adventure is going to go in in our world, you should always be trying to figure out why. Yep. Because somebody's going to be connected to why. And I'll say that just openly. Um, it'll be true of just about everything you guys get into. Why did they do it will probably be the most important thing. Not what they did, when they did it, how they did it. It'll be the why. Yeah, I would... Maura would like to research more about um, Champagne, figure out how she got on the path that she, like someone taught her okay. how to do this. You, you're, it's not an innate talent. Or innate. You have to, innate talent, yeah. thank you. I, you have to learn how to do that. So I would research from that angle. So it sounds like it might be a good team up for Maura and Jamie to get together to learn her background. Right. Her, okay. What else? Um, she, uh, I want to research. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. What was her racial background? Uh, you know, white? I, don't, I never really colored, established black? that in my head. But when I was talking about her spitting out a curse, I mentioned Spanish. So let's say she was probably, um, just to make it simple, we'll say that she was Mexican, her family. But long ago, her family um, moved to the upstate of South Carolina maybe 100 years ago or so. Okay. And she's that far removed from it. But she had a, a slightly darker skin. Okay. Just because it would affect who I would ask or yep. where I would be researching. Um, as far as uh, Cletus is concerned, he is going to um, attempt to contact Marcus and arrange a meetup, a okay. person-to-person meetup. No... No medium between communication. Okay. Where's Marcus based? Uh, I am. He he would be based in a major city on the East Coast. So either Miami, Boston. New York, Boston, <laughs> Philly, Pittsburgh, New York, somewhere in somewhere on the East Coast. Make it Boston because Dresden, I think, is the the regional commander of the mid, the middle of the states, and he's in Midwest. Chicago. So just as a note, and we can take it wherever we want from here, but when we were first starting with the characters, I had 10 questions that I asked. One of them was, who was your contact? And that's where we got Marcus from, because JJ, you said Cletus, was um, his contact was Marcus, a wizard of the White Council. Okay. So I, I, I think I just extra- extrapolated from there that he was probably your mentor or something. Yeah, um, or he, he could be my, right. my, my sergeant or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that's who he is. So you can decide where he would be. Like you said, it might be a big city. It might not. It's completely up to you. Uh, but he I'm wouldn't gonna, be in like Charlotte, would he? No. Um, I'm going to say he's he's in uh, the DC area. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'll take a note over here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to either meet him halfway or. Um, so halfway between here and DC is what. Raleigh. I mean, you yeah. can you can still arrange for quick phone calls to yeah. places. Yeah, I mean, you want to meet him face to face, but you might call him and he might come to you. Yeah, you can meet him in Winston Salem, Raleigh. Uh, the reason I say that is the whole split the party idea. Otherwise, we're going to do a montage and be back together. Again, yep. Right? We need montage. to pick the appropriate '80s yeah. song. Meet me halfway. <laughs> Across the sky, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's over the top. The arm wrestling oh movie. Oh my gosh! Uh, Kenny Loggins. Right. But you've got to flip your head around. Back. That's right. Back. You got to flip it backwards. That's when you knew the power was That's coming. When I go to work. That wrist is much He wanted. The, no, uh, he, he readjusted the grip. Yeah, he wanted the new Volvo truck instead of the old Mac. I love was it. Was that his actual son? All right, sorry, we're getting off track. Anyway. Sorry. 
This is why nothing happens in our podcast. It's exciting. I'm going to watch Creed tonight with my boys because they've watched Rocky 1 through 4. Now we're going to watch Creed. So what's uh, Victor going to be doing? So, yeah, Marcus is going to, uh, Cletus is going to contact Marcus for a meeting. Well, my only interest is to find out, yeah, what's up with the message originally and maybe see if we could ping Bruce's phone. But I would need your help for that. Don't have so it sounds ones. like we've got two parties going on. So yeah. the Cletus and um, Father Vicky would go together while we have um, Mora and Jamie trying to figure stuff out. Okay. Um, how do you contact Marcus to start? I know uh, I made a suggestion, but it's completely up to you. I'm going to use Google Hangouts. No, um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Uh, it, as, a, as wizards, we probably would not be using that. Uh, you might so, be able to send a message before your hard send drive. Send an dies. owl or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How does this work? It's uh, no, but um, uh, it, it would be a phone call. It would be a phone call. Okay. Um, so I will begin the process of dialing. Marcus, for whatever reason, has always been able to tell when it's you calling, regardless of where you call from. Um, and he answers, um, hey, don't call me Fitz, what's up? So I have a situation here that I don't think can be handled over the phone. Is there a way that we can meet in person? Well, um, I don't have too much in the fire right now, so maybe I could get to um, to Charlotte tomorrow morning. All right, I'll meet you there. All right, we can do that. Click. Right before the no, static. No, where over. are we going to meet? I'll be wearing a red rose in my lapel. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tie a, re- a yellow ribbon around M- the more, tree. More than likely, there is an established, uh, accorded neutral territory. In Charlotte. In Charlotte. Or in, just, he's been here before and you've met at like the Gaffney Outlets under the peach or yep. something. That's not Charlotte. <laughs> no, but you meet somewhere in, in the middle. Yeah. But he's letting him know he could be there. I mean, Mickey, if you want a full itinerary, <laughs> I can go. Are we going for realism? Right. Realism once they meet, but the minutia in between, we'll try and avoid. You Uh-oh. don't have to. Mike, oh, there you go. Your thing cut out for a second there. So, so the Jamie, how are you and I going to dance? It's a good question. She uh, asked him that question. She never asked Kurt those questions. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will involve some form of rope or handcuffs. <laughs> Okay. And some weird music. Let's go. I mean, the good, weird music. <laughs> the good thing is that if her background, if she, you know, is if she's Mexican or Latina and has been around the upstate forever, that puts her in a pretty small group because mm-hmm. you know historically, mm-hmm. got whites and blacks and Mex- you know Mexicans or Latinos fairly new. So if there's an old family, it should be pretty easy to find. Um, so let's go to your Rolodex of rich people. I don't know. There would be or any people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it would be more a matter of... Um, Who is the weird relative that you know that knows all the families in the upstate? You have to have one. Yeah, probably That's probably true. Yeah, true. Right? yeah, yeah for sure. Aunt yeah, like, or something or grandmother. Like, yeah, like yeah. weird Aunt Sue or something. Yeah, well, yeah, there would be Aunt Dolores. Mary Sue. Aunt Mary Sue. Yeah. Okay. Aunt Mary Sue? Yeah, she's like the genealogy person in the family okay. who... Tracked us all the way back to the, you know, and she's always gossiping around town. daughters of the American business. Revolution and yeah, all that stuff. So, I yeah, would say you, you know that your family is like direct descendant of Charlemagne or something. Oh, we've got the land grants from the king and you know, <laughs> daughters of the American Revolution, Confederate dames, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, I'm 
Aunt Mary Sue would be a good start. Now, okay. you know, someone of that background, to be frank, would not be uh, in the Andersons' world directly, but she could probably, she would know people who, oh gosh, who yeah. would be able to track yeah. that down. So um, we're pretty white. Yeah. Very much. You're pale. Very yeah. pale. Yeah. Um, so let me give you a couple of things that you would find out. First, we'll go with what I had said earlier, that that family, the Horace family, changed their name from what, what would be a good Mexican or Spanish word that would have ended up as Horace? Horchata? <laughs> no. Um, well, it's spelled like saying, the Egyptian I, god Horus. I look Horus, at Mickey for it? this because she at least knows Spanish. It's spelled like the Egyptian god Horus. Right? It is spelled yeah. like the Egyptian god Horus. However, I mean, if anything, they would have gotten from South America culture, not from um, e- Egyptian culture. Horatio. That's all I'm thinking is Horatio, yeah. Okay. So when they originally went to the United States, and they went legally, so they migrated legally, um, that was the name of the family. They changed the family name about 100 years ago, and it has been Horace since. Recently, uh, most of the family has died off. There is, uh, from what you find, there is one... A uh, woman left, and her name is Champagne. And you guys know was at this point, but uh, her name is Champagne, and um, her estranged husband, um, who became part of the family by osmosis, is the only other one that that um, uh, is, is recognized that different than as part by of marriage. Yeah, it, it's not by law. He actually became part of the Horace family. He just started hanging out with them, and he was essentially yeah. Absorbed. And that was about the time where the last of the others died off. So is he like a common law husband of Champagne? More like um, some weird supernatural connection kind of thing. And, and you could mm. draw that from the idea that when um, when he started showing up, and his name is um, Jonathan. And he only ever went by the full name Jonathan. Um, he he actually, uh, th- there's a lot of weirdness surrounding it, and it's all folklore and rumor at this point. But um, uh, he actually took on the name Horace, did not keep his name. So, yeah, his, his maiden name was Smith. Hmm. And he... Um, Shortly after he and Champagne got together, odd things started happening around the the extended family of the Horaces, and at this point, they are the only two remaining that bear the name. One remaining. And, and this is, is, still this alive is pretty much over the, over the last 50 years. As far as we know, Jonathan is still around or yeah. alive? Okay. Well, <laughs> and, and as far as as Aunt Mary Sue knows, uh, Champagne is still around and alive unless you tell her otherwise. Right. Maybe that's the Smith who needs to say a call. Jonathan Smith, not Will Smith. Get jiggy with it. <laughs> Bill Smith. No, no, no. Bill Good Smith, no. sorry. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith's better. Um, so it, the short of it is that's what you gather. Now, there can be any other details we can add in there as long as they're consistent with the idea. But the family has been in the United States for nearly 150 years. Their name changed over about 100 years ago. And over the last um, uh, 50 years, which seems to be about how Champagne looked in age, but becoming a magical practitioner, she's probably a little older than what she looked. But over the last 50 years, all of the other Horaces have died. And how did Mary Sue know or imply that that Jonathan had some supernatural connection or was supernatural. She's guessing. 
uh, shortly after he and Champagne got married, she started seeing obituaries from Horace's. So is Mary Sue, my aunt, clued into uh, supernatural stuff generally? She's the lady that we reads the uh, Weekly World News and the Inquirer and the obituaries every day. So Does she read? she's not necessarily clued in, but she's a believer. She's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So, she, she so she reads her horoscope and does tarot card readings? She really thinks that a two-headed space alien that looked like uh, Elvis read her gotcha. tarot cards last time. Awesome. Yes. Perfect. I'm going to have fun with her. Yes. <laughs> so that, that, that is what she... So she knows every obituary from the time she was born. Give us an age. How old is Aunt Mary Sue? She's 72. All right, so Aunt Mary Sue is 72. That sounds like the beginning of a limerick. I'm just pulling this off because I'm literally pulling family members from Aunt fun. Mary Sue, Sue, who is 72. Yeah. God, I hope um, my wife's not listening to this podcast. Uh, age 72. I'll add that in here. But yeah, she is, um, she is the one. Oh, oh gosh, I was thinking, didn't this happen in one of the... Movie, maybe it was so I married an ex murderer. Didn't his mom read the, 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 the world report and stuff like that? Anybody remember? I've no, never seen see that it? movie. Okay. But anyway, it, it's the person who reads it and believes it, right. but right. never has actually witnessed it, right. to your knowledge. So right. that's the, for me, that's the difference between clued in as in you but know she, it So she exists. really believes it, but she's not batshit crazy. So I could have a conversation oh, no. with oh, her. Like if at some point in the future, in this adventure, yeah. I need to talk to her about yep. supernatural things, she would be open to it. She still has a driver's license. She's very sharp. She does her own shopping. Okay. And um, she takes care of herself. She has no caretaker at 72. Awesome. She's going to be fun. Yes. However, she's if good. something weird happens on the road, it could have been aliens. She's, she's pretty sure of that. She doesn't bird. know. Well, she thinks there's she's an alien sure. in the White House right now. Uh, just, probably a, yeah. a, a reptoid. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said probably. <laughs> so, all right. Cool. So uh, is so, there anything more to get on Champagne, or is that what we're going to get for now? Um, uh, the other part, and as you could probably guess, I think one of the things that um, Mickey was asking for Mora, how did she get to practice how she was practicing? Um, about 20 years ago, she spent a lot of time in New Orleans, and uh, during that time, the correspondence she had with Aunt Mary Sue um, mentioned a guy named Bruce. Now, why was Champagne corresponding with my aunt? Uh, let me take that back. The, the what your aunt learned, put it that way. She didn't, okay. No, she didn't. I, I said that completely wrong. They okay. didn't know each other. Okay. But my Mary, but Mary Sue's aware that yeah. this happened. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with it. Twenty it would years have been ago, scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. The rumors on the street. Um, Your aunt's all about rumors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had one other question. What was it? Now I'm envisioning Aunt Mary Sue as like one of the people from Men in Black who like sees knows that there's aliens everywhere, but the world doesn't see them. Yeah, <laughs> like, could be. She's like Sylvester Stallone, alien. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Joan Rivers, alien. alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, okay, so we're good for now. All right. Um, what about Bartok? That's what alien. we're going to find out next. 
Is an alien? <laughs> well, she doesn't know him. He's, <laughs> he hasn't even been She's not from the, in the upstate, right? I mean, you just showed up a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, in She's yeah. keyed into the... The other thing about the upstate you have to remember is the upstate's booming right now, but like literally 30 years ago, it was basically uh, farmland, so there wasn't that much to know. Yeah. And uh, for those familiar with the area, and, and I don't know how many people are actually listening that are, I have a friend that lives off of Pelham Road, and he was saying when he got here, that area of Pelham Road, where for us it's where... Um, exit 54 and that's um, right and that's where like California Dreaming and a bunch of hotels and other things showed up he said when he moved in there late in the 70s there was nothing literally nothing and now they call it Little Vegas because of all the neon lights up there (laughs) so that to Kurt's point it has boomed in 30, 40 years so I just raised that because it would be reasonable for Mary Sue if she's lived her whole life here to kind of know these things because Part of me is like, how would she know about this random Mexican woman? But yep. like in the 60s, 70s in the upstate, they would have been if, an oddity. If she was a yep. gossip and curious, like she would have known. And 50 years ago, she's reading obituaries, and that really would have been one newspaper. Exactly. And it would have, yeah, I actually looked it oh, up. Oh, you looked it up? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, hinky. But, uh, yeah. Hinky's a uh, word. Yeah. So she knows enough of that stuff to be able to give you this information and her theories because, yes, she is a conspiracy theorist. And it's not just theories for her. It is true. Right? It's not just, I think there's a reptoid in the White House. Oh, there is. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Right? She's convinced, um, but she doesn't know. She hasn't seen it. Okay. okay. So the takeaway from this is uh, Jonathan Smith Horace would be a next possible link. Mm-hmm. Now, he goes by Jonathan Horace now. Right. 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 Uh, that's the next possible link. And years ago when she was in New Orleans, she was um, she's talking about someone named Bruce. Only Bruce, though. Just the first name. And in New Orleans is where she picked up her practitioning It, it would seem skills. so, yeah. Uh, according to Mary Sue, nothing. she didn't do anything crazy before then. And after she came back, she just started showing up in the news in different places. Hmm. So let's fast forward, or equal time, whatever it may be, over to the meeting place for the other two with Marcus. Where, where would you meet him? Um, You're probably not in like the intensive care unit of a hospital. So we actually used to meet in the, uh, in the field where the IKEA was, is, but so now we just meet now at there's IKEA. an IKEA. <laughs> you, do you... Um, Play with the registers. And like no, Swedish I, I, I go straight yeah, for the Swedish meat, meatballs. Meatballs and yeah. some Go straight for the potatoes. <laughs> All right, so you guys are sitting in the cafeteria, or make it to the cafeteria, and Marcus is already there um, sipping on some soda. What is the name of that gotten. cranberry drink that they drink? I don't remember. Where? You know that cranberry soda that you can only get at? They have Ikea. Ikea. I've never gotten it. Uh, so Swedish the Latham yeah. Berry or something? Yeah, Swedish Lindenberry. Lindenberry. Ah, okay. Lindenberry soda. Hmm. I've never been to Ikea. Um, so I, I bet they I, have nice recliners there, though. So I'll take That's Father Bartok up to Marcus and uh, exchange the pleasantries. Okay. Um, and then I, I ask if either you want Swedish meatballs because I'm starving. Well, uh, let, me, let me put it this way because it may change how you introduce. <laughs> As you walk up, Marcus looks up because he knows you're approaching, and without glancing at the person you're with, he says, why have you brought a vampire to this meeting? Because he is an ally. Then he looks at Father Vicky. 
And then he looks back at Cletus and says, are you sure? He is a fist of God. Hmm. Can we call him Father Vic unless he's going to be clearly homosexual? Because Vicky's no, kind of weird. It was what Mickey said. I know. Mickey said Vicky. Yeah, she's the only one that's allowed to call me that. Yeah. I'm the only one that's allowed <laughs> to call me Okay, there we go. There we go. I like that. <laughs> um, you know that Father the bearer Bartok. of the sword yeah. could not do evil. That's debatable. So, why are we here? <laughs> I, I am come because I have called for this meeting because you sent me a message that told me to recruit both him and the uh, Earl King's Huntmaster. Hmm. And I have since learned that that did not happen. So now I would like to try to get to the bottom of this. Where did you receive the message? I was, I was in downtown Greenville. I don't remember where. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. exactly it was near Greenville's good enough, yeah. Uh, and... Um, oh, oh you, I think you were stalking kids playing Pokemon Go. Yes, I was stalking kids playing right. Pokemon Go. The messenger bumped up near you Plaza Burton. That's a good way to say that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the internet. I mean, he's got his polo yeah. tucked into his pants stalking children playing Pokemon <laughs> Go. It's awesome. Total fucking nerd. <laughs> Chris, Chris just has this look. <laughs> it's legendary. Gotta get them all. Okay. So yeah. I'm actually I don't I'm not remembering recalling how yeah. exactly the message was given to it me. It was somebody bumped into you and then you had a note in your hand. Ah, yeah, that's right. Okay, um, and, I, and I'll show him the note and I'll show him his mark. Okay, um, and he grabs uh, from a little pouch at his waist. He grabs a smooth stone and rubs it over the mark and it disappears. And he said, "Not mine." It's a great forgery. It was kind of close. I could see how you might mistake it. Regardless. Marcus can be a little full of himself. Yes. Okay. Most wizards can be. Yeah. Uh, regardless, the, the note asked me to gather up some allies, and I have done my normal, and I have soul-gazed each of them. Okay. And they are indeed allies. And the note instructed us to deal with a warlock in the area. Okay. And I caught her in the act of using reanimated humans. Oh. Well, who was it? It was a woman by the name of something something Horatio. (laughs) Champagne Horus. Champagne Horus. Best stripper name ever. Champagne Horus. Um, I the wanted a provocative name, so it worked. Um, it w- on mention of something, something Horatio, the the name, um, he does perk up a little and uh, and again glances over to Father Bartaki, and um, back to you and says, "Is he to be trusted?" It's taking a long time. Well, I mean. It's a long thought process right there. For, for, to, for, to me, at least, you know, a, a fist of God isn't somebody. But you have vouched for him being here. Correct. And I am asking, can you trust him? That's a very good question. And it, it, um, all open right in front of you. He's speaking about you like you're not even there. It's up to, I, I, it's up to you, Chris, say, if you want to interject at all. I'm going to get some Swedish meat goes, you guys want to. <laughs> I can say that um, he doesn't have a 
as fine a grasp on his demon as I would like. Okay. But I do believe he can be trusted. Okay. That being said... I'm not with you at this point, am I? No. no. You guys are dealing with your... Yeah, you guys are getting your... Yeah. Um, You're getting your weekly dose. But I I do want to mention that she mentioned Bruce Flair at the end of the... And, and um, I know you know who that. One or, of his uh, his left eyebrow tries to get to the back of his head yeah. when you say Bruce Flair. Yes, <laughs> and it makes it halfway there. It's like it abnormally farther than it should be. He um, the eyebrow returns to normal. He picks up his drink and he sips from it. And you notice um, uh, one of the things he does. He's one of those guys, you know, Coke with no ice. But he's able to cool it through the straw on the way up. And when he sips, there's like little frost that forms on the straw as it comes up. Um, so it's like an inline water cooler instead of heater. Um, and he puts it back down. And we'll say that you may have went and grabbed your balls and come back. Yeah. All right? But um, <laughs> that way you're privy to the information. What? Swedish balls of meat. In my mouth. That may or may not juicy. be made from hot, juicy balls, salty balls <laughs> with sauce all over them. <laughs> so juicy. Um, so, a question for the European people in uh, Sweden: Are they just called meatballs? Mm. I'm curious. I don't like know. Post on our page. In China, they're them called Italian. food. You know, in China, it's called food, not yeah. Chinese food. Right? So, anyway, um, he he says that's interesting. We haven't heard from him in years. I know. You know. <laughs> Sorry. You guys want to let me in on something? <laughs> you, hear, you hear this little voice in the back of your head that sounds a lot like Mora to some. Fuck um, you know. Bruce is a, is a practitioner who has managed to elude the warden's grasp for quite some time. What do you mean by quite Wait, some so you time? You already knew this? What do you mean by quite well, some time? Right? <laughs> um, in excess of 50 years. Okay. Uh, we, we're not sure how he's managed to hide himself. We keep finding his protégés all over the place. Okay. And they always seem to give him up just before they die. And this is just in the United States or everywhere? Uh, everywhere. He is yeah, not it's, a... It's global. He okay. is not a U.S.-only operator. That's interesting. We don't and, know. Uh, exactly. And Marcus says, as an addition, we've begun to think it's actually a name for a group, not a person. Although we have no evidence to support that, it just seems to be too widespread. Hmm. Either that, or he's a yeah. very efficient man. Very, very well could be. Um, do you? I mean, you mentioned champagne. Do you tell him about all the stuff that happened? Yeah. How much do you want to cover? I'll, I'll debrief like everything. Okay. Um, he, when you mention the building that she was in with the zombies, um, it's another thing that, um, piques his interest in that he said, uh, that building was to be a gold's gym. You need to look into that because I think Bruce was involved with those who are taking over. Okay. But it's been years, but gold's gym rings a bell. Now I do want to mention, uh, this is just a, between you and I, Joe, um, when I talk to him, I stare into his eyes okay. because we've exchanged a soul gaze mm-hmm. long ago. Um, just in case, like, this, this is how I know that they're not imposters. Yeah. And he knows that secretly you want to wear a belt. Yeah. You just don't. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> um, no, it's under Christmas. Hmm. 
so then there is. Oh, I'll also mention the uh, the magical artifact, uh, the necklace. Oh, okay. Um, um, gosh, uh, his reaction to that is, um, that sounds very familiar. That was believed lost centuries ago. The artifact. Yes. Interesting. I thought that this was because this this was a new wrinkle mm-hmm. for his proteges. I'd have to look it up in the library, meaning at the Wizards Council, yep. but. Um, I'm pretty sure that is centuries old. So why is it resurfaced now? Well, if it was used to control the zombies, that was one of its pur- purposes. Do you, do you remember or have an inkling as to uh, uh, other, as its other charms and what their purposes were? Um, two of the charms were based around uh, destruction and two around reconstruction. So I would guess that the one that you mentioned that was animating the zombies would have been a reconstructive. The, so there would be one reconstructive talisman and two destructive talismans remaining. Okay. And a lot of it would depend on the bearer of the talisman, on what purpose it would be used for. But they hold the power of many wizards from centuries past. Fair enough. So let me get this straight. We get a message, not from you, to go check out the Gold's Gym, and you now want us to go check out the Gold's Gym. You need to find out who was behind this message. I assure you, it wasn't me. But, but you still think Bruce has something to do with the Gold's Gym all around? Definitely. Even even years ago, when the last we really found him surfacing, so what other he was enemies? involved in that chain of fitness centers. So what other enemies does this Bruce have besides the White Council? Because somebody asked us to go check it out. So as far as we know, Bruce has no enemies until he chooses to make a change. He doesn't do anything on the side of good or evil. He just does what he wants. Despite it breaking our laws. Do you have any idea who could possibly have sent that message? Because obviously they want to get in his way. Is there anybody that... It's got to be somebody against him, period. If it's not the White Council, who is it? My first guess for who could have created a forgery like this would be, frankly, someone in the criminal underworld. Because this is a mortal forgery. It would have stood up to my, my rock, my stone, if it had been supernatural. But who in the criminal underworld is in the know of such things? In this, who, uh, in this uh, town, well, anyway. I will leave that to you to find out who is in charge in your area. Yep. Look up the organization. The organization of... The organization. That's what okay. it's called. Capital T, capital O. The Fair organization. enough. Yeah. And actually, this is one. Um, Cletus, as an officer, uh, you'll probably recognize when he says, most commonly known as the upstate underground. And that, or, I'm sorry, underworld. But yes, that is... That is what the cops and anybody who says anything about the mafia in the upstate yeah. calls it the upstate underworld. Fair enough. Hmm. All right. It was good seeing you. Yeah, very good. Enjoy your balls. They're awesome. What does Marcus look like? Marcus looks like um, a, a typical evil wizard look. He's got a uh, shaved head, uh, black mustache, thin goatee. So he looks like Anton LaVey. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but maybe. He's the leader he of the church Satan. satanic Bible. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Uh, he looks like he would be an evil wizard. 
Awesome. Um, and he will regularly just wear very plain clothes with a belt. <laughs> but he'll dress, uh, he's, it's almost always a button-up long-sleeve shirt, but it's a plain one, like a cotton Oxford or something. Um, nothing fancy, and he'll wear khakis. And, and usually, like, boat shoes or loafers or something like that. Very casual guy. He likes to blend in. Except that it, once you know he's a wizard, you're like, that's an evil <laughs> wizard right there. So, but like, 1987 L.L. Bean until you know he's a wizard? <laughs> maybe. Maybe more like American Eagle Outfitters <laughs> instead yeah. of L.L. Bean. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, he's with the times from a decade ago. Okay. Yeah. So he's wearing Jenkos. I don't know what that is. Jenko Fett? They're, those, they're, they're the really, really baggy pants from the 90s. Oh, uh, nah. Regular khakis. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, All right. right so we have some information that we can lead into our next episode with. So in the meantime, right. we can wrap this one up. We can all say... Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Ciao. Arrivederci. Venus. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. 